Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's wrong? anyone what's going on um I, I think my am i the only one here who's okay wait hang on i have a slack message i printed out on paper somewhere around here all right here it is uh everyone's packs um teenage went aliens with battle borgs what the fuck is this uh zach is seeing people Ah, so I'm, I, I'm the, I'm the only one here. Great. Um, I, I, I just, uh, I had a kid. Uh, I have, I have a baby in addition to having a child now. Um, so I, I found some time to record a podcast and no, no one's here now. Uh, that's awesome. Um, so did, uh, am I, do I have to, what the fuck is aliens with battleborgs? I, Lexi, what? Okay, um, I, I think I think they're up to al- alien rangers. The the like the Power Rangers are kids. Fuck, man, I'm who? Let's t- let's let's talk about uh, Super Ninja Steel and the Dimensions in Danger 25th anniversary special that just came out. Since I have no fucking night clue where the rest of the podcast is up to. Um, it aired. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Simon. Uh, I'm a usual guest host something. I, I a regular, usually on this podcast. I, I was on it before it became the alien thing. Um, so yeah, I I I, t- I took some time off to you know in order to spawn, and then then while I was off, uh, Super Ninja Steel ended this hiatus. Uh, and it just so ha- okay. So Hasbro bought Saban. We we know that. Like 
I think that's that's that has to have been mentioned on the podcast at this point, right? Anyway, um, and then and then like it, it was during like the the hiatus on Super Ninja Steel, which is a bad season of this show. Um, so now it's back. They started airing again the last twelve episodes of the season before I guess next year starts with the first proper Hasbro season, and it just so happens that it was just the twenty fifth anniversary of of the Power Rangers, the franchise, and they did this special episode called Dimensions in Danger about it, and here we go. So we start off with one Tommy Oliver coming out out of his, like, Jeep, truck, like, monster truck, kind of? It's black, like his Dino Thunder suit, hand hand. Anyway, he, he's talking on the cell phone to someone. He says, I'll take JJ to school, which I, like, so so JJ is, like, we're gonna, about to learn is... The name of Tommy's son, and like it had so there was this one flash forward in that Christmas episode where he had grandkids, and like so I guess this is like to link with that. But we all we only know his son is named JJ, and we don't know who the mom is, I guess. Um, because like okay, so Cat is also in this episode, spoiler alert, and like because they brought a bunch of old rangers back because they always do that on anniversary shows, uh, but they don't they don't address this at all, they don't take the time to specify whether Tommy and Kat are still dating at this point or if they went their separate ways or whatever. I don't remember if in the flash forward in the, that old MMPR season three episode where if, uh, if it was established in the future that Kat was the grandmother of uh, Tommy's grandkids. But anyway, here we go. I guess, so I guess GJ, JJ, I, I choose to, I choose to believe JJ is like Jason Jr., because why not? Maybe. And he left his bike on the porch, which is bad. Uh, but there's some weird magic going on behind him. And someone says, hello, Tommy Oliver. And then it's the opening for Ninja Steel, which I'm just going to like skip over real quick. Because it's not even a good song. Oh, yeah. I should place these songs at some point. Sword them? Simon Swords was the name of the bit I only did once, right? <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. We... we so, okay, we come back and we're at the school with the Ninja Steel Rangers playing pool, but not for long, because in comes Mick, who stops them because he has something important to tell them at their mechanic shop, which is their command center in this season. Um, she says, an emergency message came through. They're about to have visitors, which, okay, so... There were three mysterious cloaked figures in the previous episode that appeared and seemed to know... A lot about Power Rangers. Sorry, I have bits of Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie stuck in my teeth right now, so it's a little hard to talk. Anyway, um, so yeah, they were in the previous episode, but they were they kept their cloaks on the whole time, and their voice was kind of disguised, so you could tell it was only like three former Rangers of some kind, but you weren't sure who. So there, there they show up again, and they immediately just like take off their cloaks and reveal themselves in their ranger uniforms under their cloaks, and then they morph out of that. And they are Wes, the Red Ranger from Time Force, Gemma, the Silver Ranger from RPM, and Coda, the Blue Ranger from Dino Charge. So right away, we have three rangers from three of the best seasons of Power Rangers, which is nice. Three seasons that are each of them way better than fucking Ninja Steel. Uh, which, so it's kind of unfair that we we have like the kids that we're supposed to be following right now, and we'd all rather be looking at everyone else who's in this episode. Um, also, like funny bit of trivia: so Coda is played 
the actor who played Coda is the brother of the actor who plays Preston, the current Blue Ranger. Uh, they don't allude to that at all. I'm going to put my phone on vibration. Um, for the rest of this episode, like they don't make a joke about it or anything, which is like a, a lot. I, I feel like there's a lot of wasted opportunity in this episode, but there's also a lot of cool bits. It's also like a regular length episode of Power Rangers that covers like that is like just a fan service fest and it goes real real fast because a lot of stuff is crammed in there like a bunch of the ranger cameos are basically swept over anyway so those three rangers explain that they're each of them from an alternate dimension from the one that the ninja steel rangers are from which is a nice bit of not retcon but uh, explanation to, to hand wave the fact that they're kind of from realities where uh, what we see of like world history in their respective series kind of like clashes really bad with them keeping an overall Power Rangers continuity. So they just state right away that each of them is from an alternate dimension, which is how like Dakota says like I'm from a world where dinosaurs are still alive, which is what happened in the final episode of Dino Charge. So like yep, so we don't have to deal with that ever again. That's just in a, in Dino Charge world. Uh, of, of course, Gemma is from RPM, which is post-apocalyptic future, and Wes is from. I guess, it, like, his thing isn't that weird because he's from, uh, a, like, the present, but the, they were in contact with the year 3000. And it's not so much that it clashes with anything else that it kind of, like, gives an end point to history, I guess. And they don't want to have to deal with that. Which you, you'd think they'd have someone from SPD there to also deal with the much more... Uh, the much closer future that SPD takes place in, which like raises a whole other bunch of weird questions, but no, there's no one from SPD in this re- in this episode, which is okay because SPD sucks. I'm only I'm the only one here, so I get to say that SPD is fucking terrible. It's garbage. Anyway, um, so Wes explains that they have these devices that they can just use to create dimension holes that they can use to just hop between dimensions and and go go visit their friends the ninja steel rangers which they've never met before because they have to tell them that a bunch of rangers have been kidnapped by someone that they're not sure who it is and they're trying to find them and of course they need the help of the current power ranger team to to help them find everyone that's been kidnapped so Though, so, but they're also especially worried because Tommy has been kidnapped now, and like, of course, like Mick is like Tommy Oliver. I've heard of him because, whatever that 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 guy was, I guess, on a spaceship up until last year, like dealing with aliens, and he just got on Earth, and he's like their mentor for this season. He's not super good. Like, I don't like him very much as a mentor, but I guess he's fine enough as a character. Anyway, he's heard of Tommy. He's like, yeah, everyone's heard of Tommy. Like, it's the most legendary Power Ranger of all time. Wink, wink, because, you know, um, meta narrative is narrative, I guess, now. Um, But, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, So, we cut to... I, I guess Brody has a red truck... That at first I thought it was going to be Rocky's uh, 
car because it looks a lot like Rocky's car, but it's not. It's Brody's, who's our Red Ranger in Ninja Steel. By the way, I, I haven't introduced them, but you got Brody, uh, his brother Levi. Brody was like, he basically has the same backstory as, as Peter Quill from the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was kidnapped from Earth and grew up like as a slave slash janitor on a spaceship, and he escaped it. Uh, the bad guys in this season are a space-based reality show where they, the reality show in question is to destroy other planets and so like they have this studio audience on the stage and they send monsters down to try to destroy the earth and there's like people all over the universe watching it presumably it's a pretty cool concept for a villain that they don't do much with and that actually that was in vanilla ninja steel super ninja steel it's not really that anymore it's uh, uh lieutenant like took over did the star scream bit and now she's like even worse she's just a bad guy and it's personal she wants to kill them anyway so there's levi he's the gold ranger in this and he's like uh brody's older brother that they were separated at birth and there's the weird thing where their dad was a ninja master and they okay so both of them are I, I don't want to advance any, any anyway. They're not white, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I I don't want to like make any assumptions about their ethnicity, but their their dad like we see him in the intro of every episode. He totally is. So I mean, it's, it's not really a problem. You know, we don't see their mom. They could be adopted, whatever. It just seems weird. And they 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 I guess appropriated this whole Japanese traditional ninja uh, aesthetic for the whole style, and it's weird. It's a whole weird deal. Anyway, uh, so you have. Uh, Calvin and Haley, who are the yellow and white rangers, respectively. Uh, they're actually a dating couple, and they're already a couple at the outset of this, which I think is the first time that happens in the Power Rangers saga. It's nice, uh, except it's they kind of don't have a personality aside from being a couple. Uh, Sarah is uh, the pink ranger. She is the girl, of course, because she's the pink ranger and she has to be the girl. I mean, she's not the only girl because Haley's a girl, but she's one that's not part of a couple, at least at the outset. I don't think she's actually dating anyone. I don't remember. It's This, this show is bad. It's hard to keep track. Anyway, uh, and she's like kind of the tech genius of this group, which is nice. She's like the Billy, but she's also the pink ranger. Um, and then... Who am I forgetting? Oh yeah, Preston, the Blue Ranger, who is a magician. He's uh, this just you know he's the nerd kind of, but like not in uh, not in the same kind of nerd where Billy, where he's a science genius. He's just way into doing magic tricks, and he like he calls himself Presto the Magician. So like, actually, the word I'm looking for is dork. He's the dork of the group, and yeah, and he's the one who's played by the I think Peter Sudarso, and he's the brother of. I don't remember the first name, but whatever, Sudarso, who played Coda. And they're, anyway, so that's why it's kind of fun that they're both there and there's not a shot of the two of them on on the screen at the same time, kind of like saying a one-liner or something. But I, I, whatever, it's not really important. Anyway, so they're next to some kind of... I, I like, Yeah, they're they're up at Tommy's house and they're, they, they see a portal and some like mooks uh, walk out of the portal carrying what looks like a black coffin, but it's not a coffin, it's a chest, because there's 
it's too small to be a coffin, but like they're carrying it the same way people would carry a coffin. Anyway, so there's there's this guy Lord, <clears throat> Lord Draven who's gonna be the villain for just this one episode, and then Tommy walks out of his ha- house, but he looks all weird and evil now. Oh no! And he like kind of like bows to Lord Draven, and like the Power Rangers are watching this from the bushes, and they're like, oh no, Tommy's been turned turned back evil, and I'm like, oh yes, Tommy's been turned back evil, and he, it's kind of disappointing because he doesn't really act the way evil Tommy did back in the day he's well anyway it's for later but there's there's a twist about the identity the identity of evil Tommy in this episode anyway so odious the odious yeah the the villain of this series like lady odious who is this fox lady you know the kabuki fox thing like Whatever, like you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, what's his name in Persona Five when he has the fox mask on? That's what she looks like. Uh, Yusuke, yeah. So she's also there. She teleports in, and she's like, "I have the technology that you needed for whatever," and it's bullshit. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just that she's, I guess, joining forces with Draven's guys to do stuff. Maybe like try to make them able to use some. Uh, some uh, Sentai footage for this, but it's not very clear. Also, like, uh, it's 2018, and they're, they've gotten really good at melding the Sentai footage together with the, the the original footage, and it's really hard to tell now which you, which one you're looking at, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, except, of course, when you see an American actor, it's an American shot. Obviously, or New Zealandese shot, I guess, because they've all, all the seasons have been shot in New Zealand since... I believe Ninja Storm, the first Ninja season. Uh, anyway, yeah. So Javen says, we already have seven rangers. Show them. And she, he tells Tommy to show them. And then Tommy, like, kind of, like, does, waves his arms around and, like, a really bad special effects come over him So because he's revealing that he's actually a robot wearing Tommy's image. He's a really, really bad CG robot. It's It's... It's ungodly bad. This thing looks like a flash, like, I don't even know, like a sub, sub, sub shovelware Wii game robot. It's kind of white. It it looks a little bit like halfway between what the robots look like on, like, iRobot, the movie with Will Smith, and the, the head is just, I don't know, it's, it's like a puppet head but it's cg it's just bad cg like it's going to be a kind of a theme in this episode is that the special effects are so bad that i actually think they might be trying to emulate the really cheesy look of old power rangers like as kind of an homage to it i hope at least i hope that's what they're doing because if that's if that's the case it's it's a success because it does really does look really cheap and kind of funny um and also again the rest of the show actually usually looks better than this, but also like this is a special that's just done for the, the American side, so maybe like the CG that is done on the American side is worse than the one that's in the Sentai. I don't know. Anyway, so everyone immediately sees that Evil Tommy is a robot, which takes like okay, so that's a mystery solve. We've all had like 30 seconds to process this. That's great. And then, yeah, Wes explains that, well, if the the robot is pretending to be Tommy, every ranger would trust him because everyone knows and 
agrees that Tommy is a badass ranger, right? That's been well established at this point. So that's how they gain their trust, which is... But they've already mentioned that, like, they've been losing rangers before and Tommy just got captured. So clearly they captured everyone before Tommy was turned. So they haven't really been using that strategy. And they're not actually going to capture anyone new after this point. So, meh. Anyway. So... Uh, Odious exposits that Draven takes over the, all the dimensions, and then he is gonna give the Earth, like the Ninja Steel version of Earth, at least to Odious. So there's these three arrows that Draven puts inside the box that the minions just dragged out of that portal, and then he puts the, the arrows in it, and Odious waves her hammer thing over them, and she puts some magic on them, and she turns them into magic arrows that he, she, Draven must shoot the arrows into the sky so and then wait for the sky to turn red before firing the next one and then when he's fired all three arrows that's gonna break the dimensional barrier and merge or destroy the universes it's not clear um, they're they're de- they're doing Thor the Dark World at this point is I think the plan of the bad guys they want to align the portals, m- do something merge the realms destroy the realms bring Eternal Night, m- Malekith so Dra- Draven is Mal- Malekith here, um. So okay when, okay when the barriers fall we'll rule all the Ranger worlds is what Draven says. So I guess they they want to merge all of the dimensions and then rule over the ashes because I guess it doesn't really work if you try to all these different dimensions and try to merge them together. It's gonna make a mess of a world. Uh, of course, like it's Power Rangers, so none of this makes any kind of sense. But that's the plan that the bad guys have. They're, he's gonna shoot the arrows into into the sky and it's gonna be real bad. And he's because it's really important that the dimensions are kept separate. For physics reasons, I guess they don't. Anyway, um, doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, so Wes says, "Okay, I, I got the feeling there." He, he thinks Dra- Draven went back to his base of operations with the arrows, which he calls the Antiverse, which I guess is another dimension. It's the opposite of the universe. It's. I think that's where also the Sailor Moon villains live. So he's going there to confront Queen Beryl and the whatever their names are uh, by the power of the moon. Anyway, they, they end up in a forest after going through the portal that Wes just made and they ask Coda to smell the air and tell them where to go because Coda's a caveman and he has caveman senses. Basically, he's half... They kind, they kind of treat him like he's sort of in touch with nature. Um, you know, the the old stereotype. Anyway, so this is just like the commercial break right there because they, they run off in some direction and then we cut to commercial and come back and we're inside Draven's castle now. It looks as cheesy as you expect it to. And immediately, boom, uh, Tommy walks over to a former ranger that's lying on some kind of table, lying on an angle, and it's everyone's favorite Antonio from Samurai. Um, the first thing Tommy says is hello Antonio and I'm really glad Tommy says that because there's no fucking way I would have remembered this loser's name um, Antonio was annoying he was a fisherman guy on Samurai and he became he was like secret childhood friends with the Red Ranger on that and they'd forgotten no wait 
the Red Ranger had forgotten? No. Did they remember? I don't remember there was an amnesia thing. Anyway, he was poor. The Red Ranger was rich. They were friends. There was some kind of conflict about that. And he became the Gold Ranger in Samurai. He was... He was the only one of the six main rangers in Samurai that had any kind of a personality that didn't bore you to tears because he was kind of excited and happy and always like, he he talks in a really shonen kind of voice. Yeah, huh? I'm we're gonna win. We're gonna beat those bad guys, everyone. Yeah, that's 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 so that's Antonio, our four wait fifth guest character on this episode. So he's there. He like okay. So this is this is the part where like kind of blink and you'll miss it because these the the next few that are introduced don't do shit this episode. They're just panned real real quickly all over them, and they have maybe one line a piece, and you see them fight a little bit as Rangers later on. So I, so you see that the machine they're strapped to is creating robot clones of them, and we see real quick the rest of them. So we have Cat, of course, uh, Pink. In this one, she's pink, Turbo Ranger. Um, but, you know, Cat from MMPR Season 3 and Zio and the first half of Turbo. Uh, you have Trent, who was the White Ranger in Dino Thunder. He was the son of the bad guy. Uh, TJ, who his, has his blue in space uniform and was also in the first half of Turbo as the Blue Ranger there. But he's the... No, wait, second half of Turbo as the Blue Ranger... As a Red Ranger, yeah, he was he was Turbo Red in the second half of Turbo, and then Space Blue. So he is in there as Space Blue. Real quick, we 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 pan over to Gia, who was the only good Ranger on the Mega Force team. She was the yellow one, and she was the center of a really weird like love plot where one of the other Rangers, Green One, I'm not sure, had a crush on her, and she was clearly like kind of leading him on and, and clowning on him, and she there there was a lot of like. If if you watch any kind of episode that centers on that plot in Megaforce, you'll get the sense really quick that Gia and the Pink Ranger from that team are actually dating and not telling anyone, and that the other guy is trying to woo her over, and it's not working at all. But she's kind of just clowning on him the whole time, and it's it's kind of awesome. It's the one of the only only good things in Megaforce. So if they're they, they were, if they were going to bring one person back from that team, that is her. But again, she doesn't have anything. Who's the next? But everyone's favorite boy. Rocky, Rocky DeSantos from the BMPR, you know, the second Red Ranger, and also Zeo Blue, and he's back, it's, it's the first time Rocky has been back since the Turbo movie, so he's by far the, the longest lapsed uh, guest star on this episode, uh, he's done, he, I think he has one line, uh, he, but he's there, they tracked him down, I remember there was a thing where, like, that some interview someone had said that no one knew where Steve Cardenas w- was anymore and they just couldn't contact him and that's why he wasn't in Forever Red. He was the only Red Ranger at that point who wasn't on that show, but he's there now. They found him. Um, it's a little weird because he's he looks significantly older, but also he looks like he he's had some work done on his he's plastic surgery. I don't know yet. Botox or something in his face. It, it you can still tell it's him. You can recognize him, but oof, it's weird just to be used to seeing him on MMPR and then to see him like this. It's fine. I mean, I mean oh God. Okay, I don't. I don't want to be an asshole to Steve Cardenas. It's fine. I'm sure he's like, whatever. He's he. He does what he wants with his life. It's fine. I'm done. Oh God. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move over before I say anything I regret. Anyway, but it, it's fine. I, I actually good. 
I'm I'm actually glad they got him for to be on for this just so that you know he was the one left over original ranger kind of that never appear again I guess I guess Zack never showed up again or anything either but whatever um so yeah uh and actually Tommy stops to say looking good Rocky no I mean evil robot Tommy stops to say that to so that we all know that it's Rocky there so everyone can be like at last, finally, when you're going to have Rocky again. So they have him. Anyway, so that's when the, our friends, the Rangers, choose to shoot all the lasers into that room and destroy those robots. So all those robot clones that they just made just now, I, they all just blow up right now because the Rangers are attacking, I guess. But we don't see them. We just see those lasers coming from off screen. It's, it's kind of weird because they say, you know... Robot Tommy sends uh, some guards to take care of the problem, and we still haven't seen a ranger at all in this scene. Like, we don't know where those lasers came from, but he says, like, well, one of the rangers damaged the robo-cloning computer and escaped. You haven't seen that? There were some purple lasers. Those could have come... Those could have been any purple lasers. You don't know that it was a Power Ranger. Come on. Anyway, so apparently all it took was, like, six lasers to shut down the whole operation because Draven is really pissed and he says basically the whole thing isn't going to happen anymore now because everything is fucked I guess but fortunately Draven already has like a fucking 10,000 robot army of Power Rangers because he walks out on a balcony and we see like it's it's like that shot at the end of Star Wars Episode Two with all the clone troopers, but it's like a bunch of regiments of differently co- colored Power Rangers that are all robot clones of um, of the Rangers that we just saw on those tables. So so it, it's it's pretty cool. Like the, the it's a cool concept for a big anniversary fight scene, I guess. Anyway, so Draven wastes no time. He immediately goes to pick up one of those magic evil arrows and wants to fire it into the sky. And he tells Robot Tommy to watch his back and make sure to defeat any Power Rangers that come. We'll see how that works. So, like, then we see all the Power Rangers that we assumed just shot their lasers into that room, and they're all kind of still running towards the castle. They're crossing over a bridge, not morphed or anything, not teleporting to it, just running. So, which is fun. They're kind of sneaking up on it, which I guess is resolved later on when we see that there's someone else in that castle that's taking care of it, so I guess that person did that. Anyway, so they're up to, like, what looks like a dam, and there's, like, a, uh, one of Craven's guards. Draven? Draven's guards there that is patrolling the bridge, and Coda kind of just tosses him over the railing. It's pretty cool. So they start running over that dam, and... They stop to see Draven's Fortress, which still looks like it's really far away from they are. Like I think it's it's it seems to be the same establishing shot we've seen before, but I guess that wasn't necessarily from their point of view. Anyway, they're like they're getting there, but they're not there yet. Anyway, they 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 start running across that dam, and the their their path is immediately blocked off by a bunch of mooks installing that one big cannon to block their path and then they turn around and there's another gang that's behind them that's doing the same thing so they're ambushed and then they're Koda's like rangers never give up so they get ready to fight but then what happens but a invisible blur kind of runs down the path ahead of them and like starts zapping through all the bad guys and blowing everything up 
and it's, it, it's the Flash. You know, the Flash is coming to save them, but also he's invisible. Uh, but yeah, then that that cloaked fast running thing comes up to them and uncloaks. And who is it? It's the Dino Thunder Black Ranger, which if you've seen Dino Thunder is Tommy Oliver. And I had completely forgotten that he had the power to run fast and make himself invisible. But I do remember that in that season, they had these weird out of suit powers. So I guess maybe that was Tommy's power. I don't remember. <clears throat> so they had that. And he's it's the real deal, it's the real Tommy. He unmorphs and he smiles at the camera to tell everyone, Yeah, it's me, it's Tommy, it's the one you wanted to see. I'm here. Everyone, they called me and I was already at their doorstep before I even answered the phone because I love fucking being Tommy Oliver, he said. Jason David Frank. Um <laughs> And then he has a line like Wes talks to him, like Wes comes up to hug him because I guess they're really close buddies now, even though I don't remember them ever sharing the screen, except I guess in Forever, no wait, Forever Red, was that? Okay, yeah, he was, Wes was in Forever Red, so I guess that's the one time they met before this, and also maybe in the Legendary Battle, which was the Megaforce crossover, anyway, um... So they hug, and Tommy says, They didn't know that the Black Dino Thunder Ranger can turn invisible. And I'm like, neither did I, buddy. I'd, but to be fair, benefit of the doubt, Dino Thunder was like 15 years ago or whatever. It's probably true. Anyway. So, Tommy says he used that power to escape the place. And he explains to them that they're making an army of evil robot rangers. Uh, so everyone is like, oh no, that's what the plan is, and he's gonna, so yeah, he's, Draven wants to, like, merge the dimensions and then use that army to invade everyone, which is bad, they have to stop him, so then Preston somehow notices that something is happening on the roof of the castle, and he pulls out the pair of binoculars that he has on him, because never go anywhere without a pair of binoculars, you never know when you might spot a rare bird, I guess. Uh, so Draven is on the roof of the fortress with that bow he has, so he's about to fire that one arrow into the sky, the first of three, if you'll remember. That is going to be the end of the world if he fires all three, so, oh no, we have to hurry. So he shoots that arrow at the sky, and like the sky kind of cracks and shatters, and it, it's like he shot, like it's like the sky was glass and he shot through it, and you can see space through it. It's kind of a cool effect, actually, to signify the cracking of the dimensional barrier and there's also a shot of it from the other side where you see space and this like star-shaped crack in it that you can see sky through it's pretty cool anyway <clears throat> Wes reiterates that when the sky turns red it's time to fire the second row and and they have to stop him before he fires all three arrows and all is lost so Haley suggests that they split up and Brody says they'll find the chest they they all know which which team to split into apparently because from that conversation it's really not clear, but they all choose to split into two groups. One of them is gonna find the chest and take the arrows away from Draven, and the other one the the other team is gonna go free the Rangers. So they split up, and then we cut to the courtyard of the fortress where the Mooks are apparently doing some training exercises or working out or something because they're marching around going hut 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 hut. 
and then like Brody goes surprise blockheads, which is not that's not that's not how you do a surprise attack, Brody. You're supposed to attack them. You're not supposed to warn them by saying surprise. Anyway, so they they so the Ninja Rangers, I guess, are Team One, our Team Arrows, and the other Rangers are Team uh, Free the Rangers, which is, you know, I kind of wish they'd mix it up more. It would be fun to see some like interactions between characters we don't see interact all the time. But that way, it, it seems like they're kind of segregating the current team on one side and having the other guys on the other side to, I guess, save on shooting. Like, it's easier to shoot all the same scenes with the regular cast, I guess. Anyway, so they morph. Uh, it's a short morph. They just do their thing at at once, and we don't see the whole sequence because there's a lot of stuff to cram into this episode. Uh, so they all turn into their ninja cells and start fighting the mooks. And then it cuts to Draven, who's like, oh no, there's an alarm, which maybe there wouldn't be an alarm if you had done surprise attack, Brody, instead of saying surprise. <clears throat> anyway, Draven's like still confident that no one can stop him, even though the rangers are attacking right now, and he's alerted to it. So they fight, they fight, they fight, fight, fight. Uh, wait, okay, so Draven fires another arrow into the sky and it turns into a rain of arrows that shoots down over the ninja steel rangers. Um, and it's, they just blow up behind them, of course. They run in front of it. Uh, Brody uses a ninja star that has a chain in it, I guess, to like stick it into a tree and swing over a moat onto the fortress. I don't think we've ever seen him do that before, but I could be wrong because it's really hard to remember all the details from this kind of boring se- season of Power Rangers. Um, so he like ends up, he swings over to the fortress, he kicks into Draven's face and starts to fight with him while everyone else is still finding the mooks, shooting them, fighting them with swords... Uh, they fight, they fight, they fight. Sorry, I'm kind of watching as I go along here. Uh, uh, so Brody shows that he also has a bow, so he starts shooting his bow at Draven. So I guess it's an archery fight. There's a bow off, I guess, and they start kind of jumping over the walls and the roof of the fortress. It's kind of silly and anime-esque. Kind of like it. It's kind of a cool fight scene. Uh, at some point, like, so Brody manages to hit Draven and he falls down into the courtyard. The rest of the Ninja Steel Rangers show up there and surround him and they're all like, okay, we're gonna kill him now. And they're all, yeah, with teamwork. So they all kind of omni-slash at him, like, but they all, all six of them do it at the same time. It's, it's so, and then, like, there's a nuclear explosion and somehow that didn't do it. Because Draven's like, oh, uh, he has, he's put some kind of bubble shield around him. Self, it looks kind of like the Halo shield grenade. So I guess that's what he pulled out. Anyways, he's like, oh, my turn now. And he starts, like, whacking on them with his bow. Uh, and he manages to, like, fight all of them off at the same time. And the rangers are like, oh, no, we're defeated. And they smoke bomb away <clears throat> to, I guess, regroup. Which, it seems like they gave up pretty quick there, right? They could have kept fighting him but oh no what's this once draven thinks that everyone is gone we see that that uh brody and sarah were hiding behind some kind of tapestry or some kind like a sheet that had the exact design of the background which is the front the or that gate of the fortress it's really silly. It's one of those, you know, you know, in like Naruto and stuff, when they pull off like stupid ninja tricks and they, 
they teleport and get replaced by a log. It's that, but even dumber, where they just happen to have this, I guess, magic curtain that looks exactly like the background to hide the behind. And they, they use that cover to go inside the fortress, which I guess was the secret plan all along, in order to steal the arrows, while Draven is running around outside trying to find the rangers. And the other four are just hiding behind this little low wall there uh, on the outside and saying, okay, we'll keep looking for the arrows out here, which I guess they don't necessarily know that they're inside the castle itself, but it seems to stand to reason that it does. Anyway, so we cut, um, so we cut to sk- to space where we see the fissure, and there's some kind of spaceship on the outside of it, implying that they're just waiting to invade. And then we cut back to Earth, like under the fissure, and we see the marching armies of robot rangers. Uh, and then, like we see all like all the four older rangers, not morphed or anything, and just like run into the 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 room where the other ones are on the tables and start fighting and kicking everyone and shooting their guns to blow up those machines even though Tommy did that earlier but I guess they like okay so Tommy blew up those machines with his lasers and then Draven said oh no like the the machines are fucked we can never make another clone with these good thing we already have a bunch but now they need to be there and blow them up again. It feels like some scenes were like edited out of order there. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so they shoot the machines and everyone wakes up. And then they... So, like, so Rocky says, Whoa, Wes, what happened? So I guess Rocky also knows Wes, even though we've never seen them together before once again. Uh, Gia says, I think she remembers she was meeting with Tommy and some kind of rangers attacked. I guess... No, okay, so Wes explains that that wasn't Tommy, that was Evil Robot Tommy, which, once again, doesn't make sense, unless she was captured after Tommy, but as soon as Tommy got captured, Wes went to recruit the Ninja Seal Rangers. Anyway, I know I'm nitpicking, but that's what we do on podcasts, right? Um, So they explain that they're robots. TJ has his line, he says, Draven, I was hoping I'd never hear that name again, and... I guess everyone knows about Draven also. Cat says it looks like he's giving the robots rangers powers. Then Trent says ranger powers will make his robots tough to beat. I'm only seeing all these lines because in almost all these cases, I'm pretty sure it's the only line each of them gets this episode. And uh, Antonio says, thanks, Tommy, for saving us. What do we do now? Uh, So Tommy explains that they have to stop Draven and his bad guys, which is a hell of a plan right there. Good good one, Tommy. What happens if you fail? What's plan B? I don't know. So anyway, uh, they all run out of that room, and Tommy's like, he's behind the rest of the rangers, and as he's walking past an opening on the sidewall, he gets fucking si- flying sidekicked by evil robot Tommy from out of nowhere. And so, of course, that's going to be a Tommy on Tommy fight right there. There had to be one, right? There always is. Evil Robot Tommy is kind of like acting weird. He's kind of like going, he, he, he's trying to have a creepy, like, evil robot face. He looks a little bit like the evil Inspector Gadget from the Inspector Gadget movie, if anyone remembers that. Uh, maybe it's just me. Anyway, he, he has this, like, he has really intense uh, eyeshadow, like, he hasn't slept in years and like evil makeup and he he has this evil side grin anyway 
So you cut commercial, and then like that's repeated. Like they they replay the exact same footage, but actually including the exact same lines that Robot Tommy says, which is like more of a repeat that we're than we're used to. But anyway, Tommy's like, well, I got my Master Morpher here, which is this new thing that we've never seen before, but which allows him to pick and choose any of the Rangers he's been before, and he's gonna be them one after the other right now. So. They like so the robot says this copy's gonna kick your butt and he turns into the black Dino Thunder Ranger. So Tommy opens up by turning into Zero Red. So they fight like this for a little bit. They fight, they fight, they fight. Dun, 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 dun. They they have swords. They slash their swords at each other. So robot Tommy says, Zero power can defeat me. And then Tommy says, Alright, well, I got this then. Tiger Sword, White Ranger power. So he turns into the White Ranger. So more fan service. They fight some more. And Saba's there, by the way, but Saba doesn't get a line. It's too bad. Anyway, so they fight some more. Black versus White. Uh, more fighting, more fighting. Then he turns into the Green Ranger, which is the fan favorite everyone wants to see. Uh, the I'll, I'll say this: like this, this Green Ranger suit they used actually looks pretty good. The 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 breastplate shield they have looks better than the old American one did. It's 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 pretty well made. It's it's cosplay quality Green Ranger suit, I guess. It's pretty good. It's pretty nice to see. The old Green Ranger suit right there. We haven't seen that one in a while, right? Pretty sure. It's been since Zio or whatever, where he's, like, confronted his old self. Anyway, so he beats him. Robot Tommy blows up and blows up the the entire room along with it. And Tommy runs out of there. So that's that's it for Robot Tommy. Uh, so we cut to Brody and Sarah, who, who say, This is the last room of the castle, which... Okay, they 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 weren't gone that long off screen, and I guess they've mapped out this entire place and have looked everywhere already. Uh, so they're in some kind of like Japanese-looking uh, room with you know paper walls and closets and stuff, like like the house from Shenmue. And um, so Draven like kind of like walks up behind them and says, "Ah, we got you now!" And he sends a bunch of mooks after them, and they fight. And then, like, they try to hit Draven. They fight some more. He blocks them with his bow, manages to push them back, tries to shoot them with an arrow, and six... No, wait, they they kind of block it, but also the arrow blows up and, like, propels them backwards into that closet that's on the side of the room through the doors, and they realize that that chest they were looking for is right inside that closet, so they did a run on top of it. Good going, Draven. You just helped them find it, I guess. And Draven's like, no, don't touch that. And like Sarah just shoots him in the shins to, to trip him up. And then, okay, so Sarah says, we got to go. Trust me, Brody. And he fucking bondage ties him up on top of that chest for some reason. And then she tosses off the loose end of the rope out the window. And like, okay, so the blue zord which is Preston uh, Preston's and it's a dragon is flying out there that has not been established yet at all and like it catches the the, the rope in its talons so okay so I, I get the part of the plan where you tie a rope to the chest and then toss that rope out the window and like pull it out 
by using the blue zord. That that makes sense. That that's a sensible plan, even though we haven't seen anyone discuss that plan at all up to this point. Why why is Brody attached to the chest at this point? He's he's just like he's fucking hogtied to the chest, and the the the, the zord pulls the chest out through the wall, and like the wall goes to rubble. And he's he's tied to that chest. He would be really hurt from that. But good thing he's morphed, I guess, and he has a helmet on. Um, there's no reason why they. Why is Brody tied there? Is that is that ship teasing? Is that are are they implying that it's a bondage thing and Sarah's into him and she wants to tie him up? Is that what's going on? It's it's harder to riff on this when I'm on my own, but it's, that's Deviant Heart is gonna love this one. I'll say this much. Anyway, so, yeah, so the other rangers are like, they got the arrows, let's, specifically Cal says, they got the arrows, let's get out of here, and he jumps off a bridge and, like, kind of extends a parachute thing that looks like flying scroll, like a, a you know, a, a wingsuit, but it's, it's, it's like the cape from Mario World also, and it, I don't think we've ever seen him use something like that before either, but I guess Calvin can fly when he's morphed, like Mario in Mario World. Uh, oh, I guess they can all do that because Haley does ex- the exact same thing right after, and Levi also does the same thing. So everyone has that. They have they got the feather, and so there's a <laughs> really funny shot of the um, the dragon pulling that chest. By the way, this has Eric. This has to be. Uh, wait, someone maybe do I do I do the episode pictures? Because anyway, the the episode picture is like Brody tied to that chest flying through the air. And he says, well, that's one way to escape a fortress. Wah, wah. It's, it, this is like the cheapest looking shot in the entire episode. And this is the one that makes me think maybe they intentionally made it look cheap and silly. Because it reminds me of classic MMPR in a real fun way. So I guess tying Brody to the chest was worth it just for that. So, so the plan, I guess, is that they're going to fly... The, the blue zord through the dimensional tear, which is like it's space on the other side. Hang on, maybe I misheard. Let me just watch this. Okay. Preston, we gotta get the mega arrows out of this dimension away from Draven. Uh, okay, let's go through the rip in the barrier. Okay, so that's space on the other side of this, everyone. I, I guess you're morphed. It's fine, but they say, like, I think Brody says, well, that should take us home. It's fine. How how is how is that gonna take you home, buddy? It's it's space on the other side. It's another. I guess you're in a different dimension. Okay, so you're in the antiverse right now. So the terror takes you to the the universe, uh, but it's in space. So I guess you're gonna teleport home when you get to the other side or something. It seems like a really weird plan when you know that Wes has a machine that can make a portal that can take you home instantly. But I guess Wes isn't there right now. So they're trying to to just fly through that tear, and Draven like tells his like TJ t- tells a couple a couple robot TJs that he can't let them get away, and he tells the rangers the robot rangers to all shoot their guns at the at the blue zord. I know, and like the they so I guess that that incapacitates the sword and one of the lasers hits the rope that's holding the chest so everyone falls down to the ground and then they unmorph because I guess they got enough damage and the sh- the chest shatters on the ground as soon as it touches 
the ground. So I guess the arrows are loose now. And they're right next to the dimensional barrier, I guess. But they're on the ground. So I, does the Antiverse, is, is it like an, under a dome of like dimension? Anyway, so they're all on foot and unmorphed and they, they, they run over a little ways and they run into Draven and the whole robot army, which let me count real quick, see if I can get an estimate how much is it, it is, because Haley says there's so many of them. So hang on, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so it's regiments of four wide. So one, two, three, four, five of those. So that's 20 wide. And then one, two, three, I, they seem to be three deep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight of those. So three times eight is 48. Uh, sorry, no, it's 24. 34 times 20 would be 400. Okay, so there's they're looking at 480 robot, evil robot Power Rangers here, if my math is correct. So I, I'm going <laughs> to say what, um, what Haley said. That's a lot of them. It's probably more than they can handle, especially on Morphed. So the sky turns red, and Draven walks up and picks up the arrows, and he just shoots the second one. So there you go. It's even more dire now. He's only one away from winning it all, so that's bad. And he taunts them about it. Next time the sky turns red, he can just shoot the final arrow, and he's, he tells them to to give up because they can't beat 480 rangers, but... Just as they're about to get completely annihilated by that by that uh, amount of evil rangers, you see the ten other rangers that show up. Um, so real quick, that's uh, sixteen total rangers versus versus four hundred and eighty. So let me just divide here real quick. Each of them has to kill thirty robots at this point. And here we go. So. I guess we just saw Tommy take care of his own clone. So everyone is way excited. They call it's Morphin Time. All oh, Wait, hang on. I just accidentally turned off my subtitles. Okay. Um, so yeah, they call it's Morphin Time. So it's, but they don't do the whole, like... The roll call and morphing, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, if in case you're in case you're wondering, Tommy goes Green Ranger at this point. Uh, so they're all morphed. There's the big bunny shot of them all standing there with the big explosion on their back, and then Rocky gets a little line. I guess he says, "Your invasion ends here, Draven." And then Draven says, "Attack!" And all the 480 robots rush at the 16 real rangers, and we get the big old Lord of the Rings melee there. But it's like all rangers all the time. Uh, you might think that you'd see each of them only fighting their own clones or something, but they don't go that way. They just have them kind of like kicking and fighting each of them. No, but they they all go for their. Uh, their own color, but not necessarily their color from the same team, and they kind of team up together. So you see, like, so you see, sorry, uh, Brody and Rocky team up. Hang on, let me just get back there. So, so okay, yeah, Draven picks up the third arrow, and he says, "On oh, my victory, just a matter of time." I guess he's he just needs to wait for this kind of tournament. So you see. Uh, Rocky and Brody fighting some Red Rangers. You see Preston and Coda fighting a bunch of Blue Rangers. 
And and TJ also, I guess. Wait, is TJ there? I can't tell. They're finding robot TJs anyway. Uh, so Kat and Sarah are there finding a bunch of pinks. Uh, they sh just shoot. Okay, so it's like it's the, those robots aren't that that impressive really because they just shoot them and or kick them once and they blow up. It's kind of like the Z Rangers, the Z putties, I guess. Uh, Z putties. Anyway, <coughs> sorry. Um, so we keep going. We see uh, that's Gia with uh, sorry uh, Trent, I guess. No wait, that's Gia and Gemma together finding some yellows and silver robots you see Rocky shoot a bunch of his own doubles everything blows up you see the gold rangers like dive out of an exploding warehouse which I, I guess we were to assume that they just killed a bunch of gold rangers in there that's Levi and Antonio in case you forgot the two rangers they go to the two gold rangers in this episode um See, Haley is fighting with Tommy? No, wait, that's not Tommy, because he's not... Th there are black Dino Thunder robot rangers, but Tommy is more as the green ranger, so any black ones we see have to be robots. So we see Tommy fighting off some... an evil Trent. Um, Gemma says, let's finish them, and then they all team up together and start shooting their lasers at the assembled group of robots. And I guess that does it. They just killed all of them. So those robots weren't fucking shit, I guess. They they sucked because they just got beaten by uh, a group 130th of their size. 130th. Imagine yourself fighting yourself 30 times over. How long would you last against that mob? They're all teaming up on you. How weak do they have to be in order for you to be able to punch each of them to death successfully and not break a sweat in about a minute and a half? That's what we're looking at here. Anyway. So we cut to space where Odious is in her ship. I guess she was the ship we saw earlier that she was just waiting for the Dimension Rift to be big to invade. Um, and she's like, oh no, Draven's army has been destroyed. Uh, our only hope now is for him to shoot the final arrow, and they shoot the... Okay, so they shoot the gi gigantify laser that in this series comes from this ship through the rift in the dimensions at Draven. So we have a giant raven with a giant bow and gigantic fucking arrow, and he's huge. And the the sky is also turning red, so like he's about to just shoot that last arrow, which is huge now. That's probably even worse, and he does actually shoot it, and like it's just everything is about to be lost. But then, what happens? But Tommy says, "I have an idea," and he morphs back into the White Ranger, and he calls none other than the Falcon Zord, which I'm pretty sure we saw that Falcon Zord get destroyed in MMPR season three. Like I, I remember a shot of him on, of it on the ground going and like dying. I don't, I don't remember anyway. I haven't been on this podcast in so long, everyone. I miss everyone. How y'all doing? I should be on a real one of those sometime. I wonder what Alien Rangers is like. Anyway, um, Tommy jumps into the Falcon, the White Falcon, and he starts flying up after the arrow, which I guess he he can catch up to it vertically and catch it, like just pluck it out of the air and <clears throat> stop it from shattering the sky. Um... 
<coughs> Sorry. I'm gonna take a little water break. I'm almost done, by the way. There's like uh, three minutes left of this. <sighs> water. And my daughter still hasn't, like, woken up or cried. Despite me yelling about dumb stuff over here. Um, so... So, uh, wait, did, did I miss? What, what does a falcon do with the arrow? Does, I, I have the... So, like, you'd think the one thing the ar the falcon would do is launch the arrow back at Draven, and if that happens, it doesn't happen yet. Anyway, maybe I've just spoiled something from a little bit later. Anyway, so Draven gets pissed and starts stomping on the remaining 15 rangers on the ground. Uh, he starts, he kind of swipes at them, and, like, does a big gust of wind that tosses them to the ground. Oh yeah, so okay, so that's what, so you, the 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 old not the old, I mean the new version of the power the old Power Rangers team kicks in as Tommy says, "Light him up, Rangers! I've got a present for Draven." So Rocky tells everyone to just shoot all Matt, wherever you are, buddy. This one is for you because they just fucking shoot Draven with their guns. That's what they do now. They all, like, Giant Draven is right there, and there's 15 Power Rangers on the ground that are tiny as ants next to him, and they just fire their lasers straight at him, and it's enough to at least stagger him while Tommy is flying around with the arrow in the Falcon Zord and just, like, launches that arrow right into Draven's heart and blows him up. It's pretty cool. I gotta say, that's a cool way to finish off a villain right there. You did good, Power Rangers. So, yeah, the subtitle says that Brody says he's go, but what he actually says is he's gone. Uh, it's not That's not on Brody, that's on the subtitles right there. I'm willing to say that. Um, <clears throat> so they all kind of cheer, high-five each other, and the sky heals itself, obviously, because everything is resolved now. Uh, so you get a little bit of a final scene where everyone is unmorphed and kind of like coming down off of the combat high at this point, I guess, and kind of tying everything out with saying, well, we sure saved the day, the dimensions are safe, everyone is okay, everybody's happy, everyone gets another line to finish the episode on. Koda um, says he has a mammoth hunt soon, because remember, on his Earth, all the prehistoric creatures are back, including mammoths, which are not even from the same geological aeon as dinosaurs, but Power Rangers is a dumb children's show. Um... So everyone laughs because a mammoth hunt is really funny. Uh, Brody says, "All right, well, everyone has their own world. We all we also have ours. Even though I think it's supposed to be implied that they're on still on the same world as most of them, except for the three that came through the portals at the beginning. It's not super clear." And then Brody says, "We still have Odious to beat." And Rocky says, "Oh, she doesn't stand a chance. You you guys are too awesome. Like you're gonna beat." You're gonna beat her, and Tommy like you, uh, Tommy puts his hand on Brody's shoulder and tells him, gives him the Tommy seal of approval, and say, "You're you're good Power Rangers. You're gonna do f just fine and beat your bad guys in about ten episodes, and it'll be fine." And yeah, they all. Everyone says exactly one line to encourage them, and they all like reiterate how all the. The ones that showed up are legends, even though like, that includes, you know, Coda and Gia, who are just one or two seasons from the past. Anyway, um, 
So yeah, they they all salute each other. Brody gives Tommy a military salute, which seems a little weird. I don't think any of them have been in the military force explicitly, uh, of the people that are there at least. I guess no, not really. Anyway, so they all like make their portals to go back home, but they they make like three different portals and they all jump through them, and it's. I don't think they care about who goes through what portal. The point is, everyone goes home, and that's the end of the episode. So, that was that was uh, Dimensions in Danger. Uh, it wasn't bad. I, you know, um, I I liked it better than um, Legendary Battle, which was the Megaforce crossover in which just like every past stranger just showed up to beat up some bad guys, and it was like kind of no story to it. They at least tried to have a little more story to it. They they brought Rocky back, which was nice. Also, they brought Cat back. I guess she hadn't been back ever before this, so that's nice. I'm trying to find. Okay, there it is. Um, since this is my episode, and like I've tr- kind of tried to stick this into something before. I guess I'm gonna just tack on a Simon Swords right here. Uh, Eric played a Simon Swords theme. And uh, I'm gonna rate all the songs from this series because I guess that's that's one way. I don't have any emails to answer <laughs> or anything. Um, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna do this and then like call it a night, alright? How does that sound, everyone? Okay, go! Um, I'm got almost. I'm also gonna open YouTube in another tab because I made that list. I I actually ranked that list like months ago, and I don't remember all the songs. Anyway, uh, I'm ranking all the songs from the different Power Rangers series right now. Um, Eric, feel free to edit edit in a short clip of each of the songs uh, as I like list them. I'm gonna do this real quick because there's not much to say except, you know, what the way I like him. Anyway, um, so the worst song is the Operation Overdrive song. Uh, God is bad. It's like bad rap. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what what to say about each of them. It's like it's gonna go from a bad song to progressively better songs and a really good song. In the first position, I guess. Anyway, Operation Overdrive, last place. Next up, RPM. RPM is such a good series, but the song is so bad. It's like they have this little opening at every episode where there's like narration and stuff. And it's like Dr. K says something like, the the only hope we have is, and then like it just pumps in, Power Ranger, RPM, getting gear. And it's, it's, it, it, it's really jarring. It's not a good song. It's just like what they consider like trash metal, I guess. And it's it's not super good. Anyway, Mystic Force is the next worst one. Uh, it's 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 a weird kind of rappy song, but it. I, I remember the Mystic Force song kind of grew on me, over time. It has some okay bits to it, but it's not great. Um, I don't remember the Wild Force song at all, but it's the next one. Hang on, let me remind myself what what it sounds like. Wild Force opening. There's an ad. Hang on. Trying to sell me coffee. Alright. Oh yeah, Wild Forest Power Rangers. Oh, it's too repetitive. That's that's why I don't like it. Uh yeah, it's not great. Anyway, uh Ninja Steel current season is the next worst one. Uh I briefly considered singing the Ninja Steel song to open this episode. Oh fuck. How does it even start? 
Oh God, I I had it and I forgot it. I I just watched an episode. This is this shouldn't be so hard. Hang on. Oh yeah. Which evil? Ah, what's the first? Go, go, Power Rangers, Ninja Steel, crushing evil with all my my might together, Ninja Steel. Never give up without a fight together, Ninja Steel. Go, go, Power. This is the bit I hate. It goes, Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go. It's like it's a weird progression that I I don't like. I don't I don't like that bit of it. They all these songs grow on you because there's like forty episodes of each season and you get used to them over time. Eh, it's not one of the best ones. Anyway, uh, Lost Galaxy. Well, that's another one I completely forgot. That's why that's must be why it's so low on the list. Um, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy opening. Uh. Oh yeah, it goes Power Rangers Lost Galaxy Far, far away It, it kind of doesn't really flow Like, it, it feels like they they put They just duct tape Not even duct tape Scotch taped a bunch of, like, themes together uh, I don't love it I'm kind of getting towards the middle of this So I have no, like, strong feelings either way About the next few uh, time force is next. Time four, time force. Hang on. I I forgot a bunch of those. I'm really sorry, everyone. Let me just look them up. <clears throat> uh, time force opening. By the way, like the quality of the songs has almost no bearing on the quality of the series, as you can tell. Like RPM is one of my favorites, and it has one of the worst songs. I I. Oh yeah, time force, time force, Power Rangers. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway. Uh, Power Rangers in Space, next worst one. Uh, Power Rangers in Space, go, go, Power Rangers, go. Uh, uh, I, I keep feeling like I know them, and then I don't, I can't sing them. Oh, what is it? Water space now flying higher than ever before. Yeah, okay, so I, I guess I, around here on the list, I, I kind of don't hate these songs. It's, it's not the worst, it's not the best, but I can jam to it. I, can, I, I, I think starting around Time Force and Up is, is songs I can kind of like bump, bump my head to and like not unpleasant i guess um i'm go- i'm just going to look them up each of them as i go because i i have like while i'm talking i i can't remember any kind of music apparently but uh dino thunder what's what's the dino thunder team theme like again hang on here we go this i'm like in the distance na 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 okay so yeah the dino thunder song there's a bit of it that makes me think of weird Al's here's johnny which I, I it's a parody of another song but i never heard the other song i only ever heard the weird Al version so there's a bit of the power the dino thunder opening where it goes protectors of the light defenders sworn to fight Nine Rangers roar, but like I always like when I when I hear it, my mind goes protectors of the light, defenders want to fight. Here's Johnny, he says and laughs in his special way. Anyway, that's 
that's just me, I guess. That's my weird brain doing that. Um, lightning Rescue. Here we go. Lightning Rescue. What is it? I, I remember there's a shot in the Lightning Rescue opening or with the Megazord uh, kind of pumping its fists. That is kind of in beat with the song. And I think it's just that one that one shot of the opening that I like because it looks like the Megazord is dancing to it. Uh Rangers, light speed, light speed rescue. Ah, uh, wait, what is it? Rescue. No, na 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 na. Our planet is falling. The Rangers challenge will test you. Better make it a light speed rescue. Oh wait, I I wrote lightning rescue. It's light speed rescue. I made an error in my list. Hang on. Okay, there we go. Light speed rescue. Power Rangers, light speed rescue. Yeah, that's that's the one. Uh, Ninja Storm. Ninja Storm is next. God, I wish I I, I I wish I could tell you anything about any song without like looking it up on YouTube. And it th- it takes me two seconds to remember what it is, but I can't remember anything until I do. I'm real sorry. My am, am I gonna edit this out? Who knows? Is Eric gonna edit this out? I don't know. It's up to him. Oh yeah, okay. Ninja Storm is like kind of. A party song. <laughs> it's kind of fun to listen to. Storm is on. Their forces getting strong. They'll have to face the weather. Ninja Storm staying together. Okay, yeah. Uh, next up is Dino Charge. Uh, Dino Charge is kind of a weird remix of the Mighty Morphin theme. I mean, I mean, all the Neo Saban songs are remixes of the original Power Rangers theme, but. This one did something with it that I liked. It's it, it, it starts like going Power Rangers, Power Rangers, Power. And then some kind of the I don't know even know how to describe it, but the voice goes in a world full of strife, na 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 na, trying to break the chains that divide. It's kind of an anthem. It's 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 pretty catchy, and then it goes going Power Go Go Power Rangers. Ranger, Dino Charge, Go Go Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, Jungle, F- the Jungle Fury opening is fucking fantastic because I mean Jungle Fury is is the most underrated. It's it's so fucking good, everyone. Jungle Fury is so good, and the opening. Go Power Rangers, go! That's not it. No, here come the Power Rangers, Jungle Fury. It sounds like a Simple Plan song. Like, you know, it sounds like every song sounded 16 years ago or so. Every every song that wasn't emo was this. It's just like fucking major key, like uplifting. Yeah, party time. We're 12 years old and everything is awesome. Um, I think... Up next, I guess in space was Ron Wasserman. It, it's the only Wasserman theme that's down on the list. But all the Wasserman stuff is above from here. So next up is Turbo. the One of the worst fucking seasons of this show has actually a pretty rockin' tune. Uh, because it sounds like engines revving for like half of it, if I remember right. There's an ad. YouTube wants me to buy gum. I don't even smoke, YouTube. Come on. Shift into a turbo. Ninety engines roar. Na 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 na. Go, Power Rangers turbo. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it goes whoa, whoa, like power metal. It's pretty cool. Uh, I put Megaforce up next, which I think is just because it's a pretty f- 
fun modern version of the original team. Like literally the Megaforce theme is just Go Go Power Rangers. We're Rangers, Megaforce, Go Go Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the only reason. It's it's just they 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 HD'd up the the original theme and made it into the Megaforce theme. That's all it is. Uh, I think and I put Samurai right above it because they did the same thing, but it's slightly better, if I remember right. Yeah, that's 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 it. I think they there's a little bit like a little guitar bit that's not in the samurai theme, and I like it better because it's not in there. Anyway, uh, we're up to the top three now. By the way, if you haven't been following closely enough, um, uh, number three is the original Mighty Morphin theme. What can I say about it? It's good. It's fucking good. It's Ron Wasserman. Mwah. So good. Go, go, Power Rangers. Can't get more simple, better than that. Well, actually, you can get better than that, because you can get number two, which is the SPD theme, which is maybe the widest gulf, I guess RPM, like, in the other direction, but SPD has such a fucking good song, and it's such a bad show. Uh, but it's, like, it's, it's, uh, it's an awesome fucking metal riff, and... Uh, Power Rangers SPD Rangers SPD Power Rangers to the rescue nah, 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 nah. Power Rangers And like there's, there's like a bridge in the song like Where there's just a guitar solo And like you hear like cop sirens over it Oh it's so good The SPD theme is really good Anyway the best song of the whole franchise Is, is, is the Zio theme song The Zio theme song is Like we're about to get there on the main podcast Oh, the CEO song is so good. It sounds like a Queen song. It sounds like Freddie Mer- fucking Mercury sang it. And I can't, I can't remember it. Well, looking it up, what's wrong with me? God, I can't, I, I can't remember how it starts. Zio power, Zio, stronger than before. Go, Zio, powered up for more. Go, Zio, Rangers out there, smoke call. Zio, power Rangers. Oh, it's so good. Higher they can soar. Go, Zio. Go, Zio. Zio, Zio. Go, go, Power Rangers. And they fucking stick the original at the end of it. Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Zio, Power Rangers. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best Ron Wasserman theme. And it's, it's the best Power Rangers theme also. Anyway, so that's the list. Okay, so I'm just going to recap it real quick. Uh, number one, Zio. Number two, SPD. Number three, Mighty Morphin. Number three, Samurai. Number four, Megaforce. Wait, that's not... 
One Zeo, two SPD, three Mighty Morphin, four Samurai, five Mega Force, six Turbo, seven Jungle Fury, eight Dino Charge, nine Ninja Storm, ten Lightspeed Rescue, eleven Dino Thunder, twelve In Space, thirteen Time Force, fourteen Lost Galaxy, fifteen Ninja Steel, sixteen Wild Force, seventeen Mystic Force, eighteen RPM, nineteen Operation Overdrive. Uh, if you haven't listened to any or all of those, treat yourself, find a Google playlist of all the Power Rangers openings, or I think there's like, there's probably a big mix of all of them in, in, into a single video somewhere on YouTube. Just treat yourself. They're all, like, except for the bottom two or three, they're all actually kind of listenable and catchy anyway, so go ahead. Also, if you're a super nerd like me, there's a playlist of all those themes redone in like 8-bit chiptune, that is actually also really, really good. You could look that up if you want to. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. It's been like over an hour around or something. Uh, an hour 17. Yeah, that, that's long enough for just me doing a single podcast. Thank God Audacity is still running. Uh, for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Simo. And remember, may ninjas still protect you. I don't... I don't have a good sign off. I'm not I'm not I'm not a host. Not host, damn it. Bye everyone.